0: Welcome to Crafty Mama Mur, a podcast for all things crafting, mom life, and Miranda. My name is Miranda, and welcome to my podcast. I've got Maggie here with me today. I'm back. And she's back. (laughs) And holy shit, has some stuff gone down. But we're not going to look at that. We're going to look at Mr. Five, and we're going to talk about all the glory and not (laughs) that came with Mr. (laughs) Five and the shit show that was. Before we get started, I'm going to tell a little random story, though. This has happened to me two times in my life. My name is Miranda Olson, which I didn't think was too common of a name. But in eighth grade, I remember going to the tanning salon, which, side note, I don't do tanning beds anymore. I quit them many years ago, and you should too. PSA, I don't know. Don't tan in beds, people. I was going to this tanning studio, and you would go in and check in and say Miranda Olson, and they'd be like, okay, good, you're good to go. Well, I went to the tanning studio and they're like, oh, yeah, you got plenty of points. And I was like, really? Did my mom pay for these points or what's going on here? But then I started using these tanning points because I was like, well, I'm not going to question it. Maybe someone's just gifting me tanning points. For a month, I used these points until I went in one day and they were like, what is your address? And I gave them my home address and they were like, oh, my God, I had been using a different Miranda Olsen's tanning points for a month straight and the funny thing is, is she lived 10 minutes away from us, so we never knew who each other was because she went to Anoka High School. I went to Elk River High School, but we still were like connected by these tanning points. She doesn't know this story, though. This is just me knowing this story. So that was Miranda Olson number one. Miranda Olson number two was even more bizarre because I booked an appointment at the Aveda Hair Institute, the school, and got in and checked in. I was like, Miranda Olson, they're like, great, you can go sit in the lobby And so I get to the chair to go get my hair done and they walk over with another blonde woman and they're like, okay, this is so weird, but this is actually the Miranda Olsen who booked the appointment and we double booked you both for the same appointment because you both were calling about the same time at the same location to book an appointment for Miranda Olsen.
1: What are the chances of that, honestly?
0: You know, and this is just the shit that happens to me that, like, makes me feel like this is normal, and then I realize, like, no, this doesn't actually happen to people.
1: You just have a, like,
0: my life is a movie kind of vibes. And you know what? If the screenwriters could, like, do some adjusting, I would appreciate that at this point, too. So I sat there, and they were like, well, Miranda, me, you can go up, there's someone on the training floor who can do your hair. And so I was just like okay cool and so i think but i think that miranda olson and i we both added each other on instagram at that moment because i was like this is just too damn funny and too much of a coincidence so i was like have fun at your hair appointment because we both were going for blonding appointments the woman who i went to was the worst on the training floor it took her four hours to do my hair and at the point she started wiping out the bleach on my hair when it was still processing. And I was like, you need to wash this out right now because this bleach has been on my head for three hours at this point. And even after she washed my hair, like it just like my hair started falling out immediately. And I left there with like damp hair because I was like, this is absolutely horrible. And I got home and I felt the back of my neck and I still had bleach residue in my hair. Like she didn't even wash my hair completely out. And I called Aveda and they were like, oh, we're so sorry about that. That's it. (laughs) That's it. They were so sorry. Well, then I go to look at Miranda Olson's Instagram, the other Miranda Olson, and her hair was a beautiful blonde balayage. But that was, I think, back in 2021. So Miranda and Olson and I have still been friends to this day on social media. But when I tell you, I think we're like the same person, just she's seven years younger than me. I mean it. I, every year for my anniversary of being sober, do a photo shoot with my girl Jenna with Culture Studios Co, which if you're looking for a photographer, I've got so many friends on my Meet My Besties page. So go check them out. Support small. One of them being Maggie with Blossom Custom Designs. (laughs) For that photo shoot, I always do something with like a grand bouquet because I love flowers. And I did this photo shoot of me holding these flowers. A month later, Miranda Olson the other one, did a photo shoot (laughs) holding a big bouquet of flowers in a pink room. And now it's just funny because I was like, anytime she posts anything, I go, I love that for us because we're Miranda Olsons. And it's so funny. So I did message her and I actually, let me pull that up real quick. But I messaged her and said, Mr. Fives episode, I'm going to tell the story of when we both made an appointment at the hair salon. So you'll have to tune in because I think it's so funny. She goes, girl, yes. Please send it to me so I can share it. I've been wanting to post our story for so long. So this will be the perfect shout out moment. So Miranda Olson, this is our moment. <laughs> so, but yeah, this
1: is the kind of stuff that happens to me often. I mean, your name is like Olsen, obviously common, but like the Miranda and the Olson, and like twice like that, both... Booking appointments and stuff too. You should just try to book appointments all over and see if you can find more Miranda Olson. Well, there
0: are a lot. So if you search Miranda Olson. So that was my random story. And now we're going to jump into Mr. Five, the chill boy. <laughs> so, where I found him, I found Mr. Five on Bumble, which was my first and only date that I met on Bumble ever. And if you don't know what Bumble is, it's a dating app where you both have to like each other to match. But once you match, it's up to the woman to reach out to the man. And she has 24 hours to reach out to him. Otherwise, the match disappears, which in hindsight made a lot of sense for Mr. Five because he was not the type to take any initiative or plan things. So it makes sense why he would be looking for a woman who would take the first step. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. (laughs) We talked briefly on the app and then I gave him my number because, again, at this point, I really didn't have all this time to waste. So it felt like this guy wasn't a serial killer. I was more interested in setting up a date rather than trying to make the same mistake I made with Mr. Four, which was getting to know someone over text so much. So, as long as I was going through this basic information, I was like, I'm just going to give you my number and we'll go on a first date because I would rather get to know you in person than waste all this time. What he looked like (laughs) Mr. Five was 6'2, he had a nice smile which is a plus because I do love teeth. I wouldn't say he had an athletic build, but he looked like he was a fun guy and could help lift anything with ease. Like he would later say, he's a bull. He had long hair, which is a plus. But other than that, I wasn't spending time fixating on photos because I didn't want to be disappointed in person again. I think I just did like a quick one through with his photos and I was like, he looks good enough. (laughs) I don't know. Good enough. I know. He was a foreman for a company But I am not sure I actually knew what he did for a living when we went on our first date. Like, I think when we were going on our first date, I had no idea what he did. Bad Miranda. Bad Miranda. (laughs) What I did know about him was that he lived less than 10 minutes from my parents' house and he went to a neighboring high school. We also talked about chickens, and he said he wanted land someday, and he would have chickens. So when I put his name in my phone at first, he was Mr. Five, the chicken boy. He wasn't chill boy yet. He was chicken boy. But Mr. Five broke that iPhone streak by bringing his lime green messages into the equation, and I went and looked at our messages, and the first message from him was, hey, it's Mr. Five, to which I replied, Hi, hi, not team iPhone, because I have no chill. (laughs) Um, And as far as responding, it took so long for him to get back to me. And it didn't seem like either of us were in a rush. So by the point we had our first date, I had deleted all my dating apps a week earlier. So he was kind of my last attempt for a while because I was feeling really bad about the guys I had been dating at this point. Side note that this was my fifth first date. But I had talked to and sifted through so many men at this point, And there were some really big disappointments in there. So I went into the date with Mr. Five with no other options and no active dating profiles. <laughs> Social media. I didn't even know his last name. <laughs> and he didn't have any socials linked in his dating profile. So I didn't look him up. But I had felt like I got a good sense of who he was from Bumble. So I wasn't concerned. And red flags before the date. Without judging me too much for what I'm about to say. My honest red flag about him was that he had talked about having a business overseas and family overseas. And I wasn't sure if things would work because I had just been there. I was looking for someone whose family was in the U.S. because I knew the problems and the logistics that come up when family is overseas. And I found myself wondering if I wanted to even try that again. However, his parents were in Minnesota and right down the road from him. So that did make me feel better. But I just I know how hard it is to be away from family. And so when he said, like, I have a business overseas, I'm like, really, do you have a business overseas? And maybe that's just me being like really critical or not. What would I even say? What's not critical? Like skeptical. Yeah. Yeah. Just like skeptical about what it is just because I've been burned so bad. But I just that was like. Pretty much the only red flag and then that he didn't have an iPhone at that point. Lastly, I realized that a majority of these guys I went on these dates with at this point had told me or sent me a photo of their car and I have never sent a photo of my Highlander to someone. I have never
1: been like, here's my 2018 Highlander LE. Is that a double standard for like guys and girls? Or is that just what happens with you? I don't know. You should be more proud of your vehicle. I
0: know. Maybe (laughs) Maybe I'll go do a photo shoot of me like standing in front of my Highlander like these guys do with their cars. But anyway, Maggie... Did you ever send a
1: picture of your minivan or the trailblazer to Harrison when you guys were dating? Well, at the time, I actually didn't own any of those vehicles. I was just (laughs) borrowing whatever vehicle my family wasn't using at the time, (laughs) just like shifting between them. But... If I were to be like trying to show off, I would definitely send a photo of my van.
0: Yes, you would. (laughs) No shame. (laughs) But Mr. Five had a Mercedes Benz he was pretty proud of. And that was the first photo he ever sent to me letting me know he drives a quote Mercedes ML 350, which literally meant nothing to me because I can I can tell you what a Tesla or a Jeep or a truck is and I can recognize logos. But like cars are not my thing. So when he was like ML 350, I was like. What does the ML even stand for? I still don't know. Mercedes ML? What does that mean? Miranda Lynn? No. (laughs) I was just going to say that.
1: Maggie, what do you remember about him before we went on our first date? I feel like I do remember you saying like you had deleted your apps and stuff, but this was the last guy like left kind of thing. I feel like I do remember that. But yeah, I don't I don't think there was a lot of hype.
0: Well, and then I also I had deleted the app. So I had nothing to look back and look at. So I was I had his number, which I like very minimal texting about chickens and Andover. So details about the first date. Again, to understand the timeline of Mr. Five, we're going to go back to Mr. Four, who I connected with over the phone like no other and then was really disappointed by our in-person interaction, which I feel like using the word disappointed with Mr. Four is just like too easy. Like that word should not be saved. Like, I I feel like, okay, Mr. Four, I'm not disappointed in you anymore. (laughs) That's saved for someone else. There
1: are worse things.
0: I but I looked back at my messages to see what the overlap was. And Mr. Four and I went on a date on Thursday and Mr. Five went on our date 10 days later. So a Sunday two Sundays later. Originally, we were supposed to go to my favorite Mexican restaurant in St. Paul at 6.30 p.m. And what's my favorite Mexican restaurant? Nico's Tacos. Yep. (laughs) And there are two locations, one in Como, St. Paul, and one in Uptown, Minneapolis. So if you ever need a good authentic meal, Nico's Tacos, tell them.
1: Miranda sent you, it'll mean nothing to them, but I would love for people to be like, Miranda sent me here. Everyone starts showing up. Miranda sending me like, who is this Miranda Olsen? There's so many There's of so them. There's so many of them.
0: <laughs> but we were supposed to go at 6.30 p.m. However, my babysitter decided he would rather watch football and drink some beer than hang out with his nieces. First, I had asked my 21-year-old brother if I could go on this date after the girls went to bed because he didn't want to watch them at 6.30, and he said that was fine. So I texted Mr. Five and I asked him if 8.30 p.m. would work and we could go somewhere closer. And Mr. Five said that was fine because he didn't have to work tomorrow. What he didn't mention that he wouldn't have to work for the next three months because, like I said, he was a foreman and he was laid off for the winter. So I just laughed because I was looking through those messages and he was like, it's all
1: it's all good. I don't work tomorrow anyway. I'm like, you don't work for the next three months. (laughs) It probably would be weird with someone new be like, yeah, I don't work for the next three months. And like, okay, but like you don't work at all. What do you do all day?
0: Right, right. So I I guess we'll give him that one. Okay. So here's the first date. I drove the seven minutes to his house. And when I got there, I got in his Benz and we headed to a close by Mexican restaurant because I still was going to get my Mexican food that night. This is my year. So I'm going to let these men pay for me and drive me around and open the doors the whole nine yards. We started driving to the restaurant and I turned to him. And I said, so I deleted all of my dating apps and I'm not telling you this because I think you're the one or anything, but I don't have any of our conversations from Bumble. So I'm going to need you to start over and tell me who you are. (laughs) And if there is one thing that was going right about my date with Mr. Five, it was that I could make that man laugh. And that is my biggest goal when meeting anyone, whether it's a date or not. But if I can make someone laugh or smile, it means I can make them feel something. And if they feel something, then we have something there. Mr. Five was just cracking up and like taking every joke I had, which was like feeding my ego a little bit. So that was that was fun. You can make me laugh. Yes, Maggie. (laughs) (laughs) I liked his taste in music. And that is a huge plus for me because I'm always listening to music when I work or work out or walk. So if we could bond over music, that's another plus. And if you are listening to this and trying to think, how do I show Miranda I like her? Make me a playlist
1: and feed you tacos and feed me
0: tacos. Although you know what, I will just say best tacos I ever had from home made by Mister Five. I will. That's true. Actually, I will, you yeah. know what? I, I can't even rip he on him there. Little, little I credit can, <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> so we got to the restaurant and it was closing in forty five minutes, but I can put a burrito down in ten minutes and still enjoy it. So I was not worried. And I don't think I told you this when they seated us. There was only two other women in the restaurant and so it's this giant like a pretty decent sized mexican restaurant and again it's 9 15 pm on a sunday night but the host decided to sit us right next to their table and so the whole place was open so the layout just felt weird because we it felt like we were at a table with them because the tables were so close and like to the point when him and i would talk we would kind of look over at their table to see if they were hearing our conversations And Mr. Five and I knew nothing about each other. So we're literally trying to sit there and like figure out who each other are. And there's like these two best friends sitting next to us. And I felt like we were in. And the second those two women got up, I said, I'm just going to say this. Was that just awkward? He goes, that was so weird. And so like (laughs) we had that. So that was fun. We sat at dinner and I couldn't tell if he was into me or not because I couldn't tell if he was nervous because he wouldn't look me in the eyes and he was looking around and I couldn't tell what his vibe was. So then I asked him, do you know anyone from Elk River? And that's my hometown. And he said... Just some short Asian chick named Sammy. And I looked at him and said, Sammy so and so? And he said, Yeah, that's her. Do you know her? Sammy lived with me for seven months and is a very good friend of mine. I would like to add in, she's my good Gen Z friend. (laughs) She helped me renovate her room in my house that she would rent from me. Honestly, I'm gonna do a little sidebar. The room we bought was like Vikings purple, ceiling to trim, everything was painted purple. We had to do two coats of primer and two coats of paint and every surface had to be repainted. So thank you, Sammy and friends for redoing that room. And then Sammy got to enjoy that for seven months. But when he asked me, do I know Sammy? I'm like, know her, I lived with her. I just, I started laughing and I felt so just like, of course this is my life. I asked him who else he knew and he listed some very close people to me, to which I responded, you just listed a majority of my go-to babysitters. Those are my sisters. And I looked at him and said, all right, let's see what they have to say about you. And I took my phone out into my sister's group message. I said, okay, what can you all tell me about Mr. Five? And the group message lit up. And Mr. Five was sweating. And he was like, wait, what, what are they saying about me? And and what they said was that he was a really good cook, a gentleman, and a nice guy. I feel like that made me so much more comfortable with him, knowing that he already knew a majority of my friends and that my friend group had good things to say about him. But it was so weird to me that I had no idea who he was because he listed off all of these people who I was very close with. But then I realized the only- he wasn't on social media. And later on down the road, I then saw like our friends, mutual friends post about him on snapchat but then i realized i wasn't really on snapchat as a married woman like i had it and it was like there to like look at the memories or like post like a large amount of belly pictures when i was pregnant like i just i loved being pregnant and i love a pregnant belly Ugh, love it yeah okay i (laughs) will i digress (laughs) sidetrack sidetrack it wasn't like a red flag or anything but like hindsight's 2020 like how didn't i know who he was and another thing the night before my friends had told me to come over that they were having a party and I said I couldn't come out tonight, and because I had the girls, and I was just like, "No, I'm not going to come over." And they just live five minutes down the road. But if I would have gone that night, Mister Five was at that party, and I don't think I told you that. Was it at his house? Too? No, no, no. It was at oh,
1: it was at th- their house. Yeah,
0: we had to point. So, <laughs> um. <laughs> but he was there. And Small world. I, and I would have walked in, and like I would have sat there, and then I think I would have been like, "Wait, hold on," because I had deleted his his uh, Bumble account, so
1: I didn't remember like. I didn't have photos to be like, hey, hold on. Are you so and so? And you didn't you didn't even like look that hard at him either of all people. So, yeah, maybe you would have met him there, talked with him and then showed up to the date and be like, wait a minute. Which would just have been another like Miranda thing to meet a guy at a party and then the next day have a date and be like, whoa,
0: like you're the same guy from last night. So anyway, if I would have gone to that party, Mr. Five would have been there. And I just can't believe how small of a world it is I live in, to be honest. And it gets smaller every day and every date. I ate all of my food on the date and he ate about half of his. So I asked for a to-go box of his food and said the girls and I would eat it later. (laughs) I have no freaking chill. We finished dinner and as we were walking out, he asked me if I wanted to go to Bolero. And I had no idea what it was, but F it. It was only 10 p.m. on a Sunday night, so why not? And at this point, there wasn't any physical contact, however. And I think we felt more comfortable knowing that we had mutual friends but still it wasn't like chemistry at this point. So we got in the car to go to Bolero and Maggie, do you know what that is? No, cause I didn't either. It's like a giant arcade bowling darts, like pool activity activity place. We So we get there and we started playing in the arcade area and there was definitely some chemistry. And he paid for everything, both at the restaurant and here. There was this virtual reality simulation that was pretty cool. And there was a laser room where you had to like Kim Possible maneuver between all these lights and get across the room. And we did that. And we got to the end of this like dark room that had these green lasers. And there was the chemistry there. And I was waiting for him to kiss me. And then he didn't. So I turn around and Kim Possible my way back through the maze. But I felt like the moment was there. So I at least was like feeling some chemistry on the date. And after that, we went to play darts for a little bit. And that's when the connection really sparked. And we were able to have some good conversations And it was just fun because like he knew my friends so we could like talk about memories with them. We were laughing and talking and it just felt so natural. And then he kissed me and it honestly felt like no one else was at Bolero at 1045 p.m. on a Sunday night. Even though there was a whole ass family right next to us with kids so young they were in strollers and car seats. But not my kids, not my problem. We finished up darts with a semi-appropriate amount of PDA and... I did lose, which is not fun for me to admit, but the date was going well, but the establishment was closing, so it was time for us to head out. We drove back to his house, and he asked me if I wanted to come inside, and I looked at him and said, sure, but I'm not sleeping with you. To which he responded, no, that's not what I meant, and I just cut him off, and I said, as long as you know, then I, sure, I'll come in and we can hang out for a little bit. We got inside, and I don't think I met any of his roommates that night, because again, it was 11.15 p.m. on a Sunday night at this point. We went into his room and he ran to the bathroom. And I looked at his bedside drawer that was partially open. Miranda. I know. And I honestly wasn't going to look through because I was like, Miranda, this is your first date. You are not about to look through this man's drawer. But then I saw something that... I couldn't not recognize, which coming from central Minnesota with a hunting family, when you see one, you know what it is, which is a gun. (laughs) And I was like,
1: hmm, is this a red flag or not? (laughs) Wait, I don't know. Did I know this? No. Wait, in a drawer? So in his bedside drawer. Okay.
0: I saw a Glock and a scrunchie. (laughs)
1: so are those
0: red flags i later on would take said scrunchie (laughs) (laughs) miranda (laughs) i'm gonna just put these out there i don't want to have another woman's scrunchie in my man's bedside drawer but in your hair though yeah in my head it's totally normal (laughs) don't say it like that it's not like that i'll say one other thing and i don't care about this like when my ex started dating a new woman and she was like basically living in my house she would leave shit around the house all the time and i was like i still have have like my freaking Miranda hanging things like I have my stuff in this house still and this woman started to move her stuff in and so one day
1: I saw that she did a target haul you did not (laughs) and she got the cutest claw clips so I took one I I, mean I'm okay with it knowing the scenario (laughs) but like this is hilarious (laughs) yeah ironically she broke up with my ex like
0: a week later so then I was like then she never got the other hair clip back and I was like I should have just taken the whole bag of stuff then but you live and you learn I guess I took the scrunchie there I took the hair clip then because damn it I don't know why that was just I I don't know why I needed to there are worse things (laughs) there are much worse things but I saw the gun I didn't ask him about it and then I saw the scrunchie so I just kind of sat there and I was like okay whatever So he came back in the room and we put on a movie. (laughs) Any guess what this man and I watched on our first date? Is it some Disney movie or something? Yes. (laughs) The Good
1: Dinosaur. Ratatouille.
0: (laughs) And I don't think I even mentioned this yet. This man was 25 years old. I am 28. So this was the youngest I went. And so it was pretty comical that I that on that date, he was like, you want to watch Ratatouille? It's a great movie. I love that little chef mouse. (laughs) Like, what am I doing, Miranda? What are you doing? And I like at one point when him and I were talking, I was like. I'm going to turn 29 and you're going to still be 25. And still watching Ratatouille. <laughs> and still watching Ratatouille. Although I will say I am guilty just because I have the girls so much that like when I like go to Disney Plus I always start scrolling through like the animated movies and then I'll be like oh the girls aren't here. I can watch like 10 things I hate about you or how to lose a guy in 10 days. But also I have a 4 year old or almost 4 year old and a 2 year old so <laughs> you're yeah. a 25 year old single yeah. dude. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. I thought it was funny and it, I enjoyed it. Half halfway through the movie, I had to leave though, because it was almost 1am and I had to go to work in six hours. So I was trying to be a tad bit responsible. So Mr. Five walked me to my car and I got in and I drove all seven minutes home with a pretty big smile on my face. So Maggie, what do you remember after my first date with Mr. Five?
1: You know, I honestly, okay, this is going to give away a little bit. If you need to cut this, you can, but like, Obviously, there was there wasn't only a first date with him. So like my memories of him after the first date are just so much stronger. I don't know if I even remember what it was at the beginning.
0: Yeah. You know what? We'll I'll go into this. Okay, so like Maggie said, we didn't just have one first date. We had we hung out six days in a row. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, It it blended together. So all of a sudden, spoiler alert, there was a second date. And I will still say that line because I have to follow my script so I can answer these questions for you people. But we hung out six days in a row, so it wasn't just like a first date, and that's why I just felt like there was so much chemistry with this man, because we went to the Mexican restaurant the first day, um, he came over here the second day, um, the third day he came over while I was working and like made lunch for me, the th- fourth day... We went out and did something else like we just were doing things together. And so all of a sudden I was like, I've hung out with this man for six days in a row.
1: Yeah, I remember that. Like it was like, oh, okay." so you're like enjoying this with him then. It did really help. He was seven minutes down the road. And he was currently not working. Yep, you know, guess, he has a
0: job. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> currently, <laughs> currently unemployed, but like employed. Yeah. So lessons learned after the first date, though. So going into the first date with very little knowledge of a person, expectations really worked out in my favor on this date. I felt like it was a really laid back date. And we were able to have a really good time because the night just kept going on. So unlike Mr. Two that I had these hard stop times to be like, the date needs to end at one. All Mr. Five and I had was this is the time the date will start. And it just felt it was happening so organically that we went out to dinner and then he was like, well, you want to go to Bolero? We got home from Bolero and he's like, do you want to hang out for a little bit? And it just felt like the night was allowed to progress on because we didn't have these expectations other than I, me saying, I'm not sleeping with you. Like I, And we were very clear about things like that. It just felt more relaxed and so go with the flow and it was super chill and that's what I needed at that time. And as far as the second date, Mr. Five got about three months worth of additional dates. So he was the first first date that would advance on to the next round. So now Maggie and I are going to go over the rise and the fall of the chill boy empire. And I debated how I was going to write this episode and tell this story because, again, he was the first person to get a second date. But there was so much I learned about myself and dating and what I would tolerate while with Mr. Five. Being the passion project that this is, I want to tell this story because I wish I wouldn't have tolerated so much of what happened. But I also want people to know you do not deserve to be treated a certain way. So we're going to get into that details. Maggie and I are going to take a quick break to figure out how the heck we're going to do this and do it nicely. (laughs) 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 Put your hair back for this one, people. (laughs) Okay, like I said, Mr. Five and I had about three and a half months of second dates, but only two of those months were good. And the last month and a half was a complete shit show. So the first thing, like I had said, I had so many mutual friends with this man. So I had a lot of people I could ask, hey, what do you think about Mr. Five? And I had a 25 minute phone call. With a mutual friend and essentially it was her saying he was a nice guy he's a good friend and if he wants a relationship she could see it happening but at the end of the day he's just a party boy and one of us is going to get hurt and ultimately it would be me one other story i did want to say the first and only time he ever brought me out with his friends and other women was on St. Patrick's Day. And I was so nervous to be going out with him on St. Patrick's Day because it had only been like two and a half, three months at that point since I left my ex. And I was just like really nervous. One, I hadn't been out in six or seven years. So I was like, what do we do when we go out? And I don't drink, but I felt so at ease with this group of people. Like we had so much fun because my little sisters, Josie and Cassie came with. And so we were at the bar. I just remember we were at the bar and I sat on like a higher bar stool and then Pony came on the Magic Mike song and he literally like kind of started giving me a lap dance in a way, (laughs) like it was and it was at that moment though it was just him and I in that bar and we were like locked in and then all of a sudden what I didn't realize what was happening uh, at the bar though was Cassie and Josie were sitting there and Josie goes Cassie stare at Miranda and make eye contact with her because you can diffuse any sexual situation (laughs) so at the same time that I looked over at the bar and like saw Cassie just like staring at me he also looked at his friends who were all just with their jaw dropped because remember this guy has not been in a relationship so he And at that point, we just both started laughing and like he stopped and his best friend looked at him and he was like, Mr. Five, what the hell was that? And he's like, I taught you better. And it was so funny because everyone saw our moment happening of these people that were there. We were leaving that bar and he looked at me and he's like, what are you doing to me? And at first I was like, am I holding your hand too tight? What? And then I realized he meant like, how are you getting me to do these kinds of things? Yeah, how are you getting (laughs) to do a lab dance and freaking down? down. Welcome to Miranda's world. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. One thing about Mr. Five is that he had told me pretty much from the jump that he liked me. He liked me a lot, but he wasn't looking for a serious relationship right now. And I remember getting that message and being like, okay. And I cried that night and he said, please don't be sad. And I just didn't respond to him. And also worth noting this man's primary form of communication was Snapchat. So red flag. (laughs) I know. So yeah, whenever I say he snapped me or he messaged me, it was mainly Snapchat. But then the next day he would snap me. Good morning. And I was like, I thought we broke up. Like you said you don't want a serious relationship. He's like, no, I like just I'm just telling you, like, I don't want a serious relationship. But like I knew what I was looking for. But I also knew it had only it had only been two months since I had left my ex. So at that point, I was just like, I never saw him like meeting my family in the way like I would want to like bring home a new man but like I just wanted someone to want me
1: I also remember this was like summertime too and I feel like when we talked about him we're like you know this is what you need right now you're gonna have a good summer with him you know like this is good for you right now well actually it wasn't summer him and I ended right at the start of summer because that's what so we
0: yeah okay okay so like he was it was like starting to get warmer in spring and like they would all go out, I mean, and they go out every Friday, Saturday night to the same bars and do the same thing with the same people. All I wanted and and what I told him and and I meant it. And so him saying he didn't want a serious relationship wasn't like horrible and me being like, I'm walking away. Because at that point, all I wanted was someone to be exclusive with me and make me feel good and just have a fun time. That's what I was looking for. Make you feel safe and comfortable and like wanted and... Exactly. Yeah. Some people would be like, well, he told you he didn't want a relationship. And I'm like, yes, but I also like was not ready for a relationship either. And even though I think my biggest issue not biggest issue. I will not look at this like a bad thing. I care so much about people and I can't turn off how much I care about people. If you are in my life and you say you don't want a serious relationship, I can take that, but only for so long because I will still care for people and I'm just not going to apologize for caring for people. Good answer. Good answer. (laughs) (laughs) Another story or takeaway from him. And this is just going to be bullets. So kind of follow along. This is my thought process. But there was one night and this was one of the last nights we were before things just started taking a bad turn. But I had bought this massage gun because I was back in my gym girl era. And I, he would always be like, bring your massage gun over. And so we sat there and I think we played Ratatouille and played the second half because he hadn't finished it before. And I was like, that was a month ago. But anyway, I got the massage gun out and I started massaging his back and I just started crying and like silently crying as tears ran down my face. Because I realized I could care for him, but he would never care for me in the same way. And I finished crying and then <laughs> stopped doing the massage gun on him. And I just like went to lay down and I knew he wouldn't be like, hey, like, do you want me to do like massage your back? And the offer never came. And I knew it never would. And I remember like that night just feeling like he, he's not going to care for you in the same way you care for him. Like he's a nice guy, but he's not going to care for you in the same way.
1: Yeah, I have in my notes that actions over words and like he was a good friend of yours as far as like comforting you with words and like stuff like that. But when it came to actions, like asking if you wanted your massage, Yeah, that wasn't there.
0: I already talked about how his primary form of communication was Snapchat, but I have fucking PTSD from that damn text tone on his Samsung phone because this man would never put his phone on silent. And all I would hear throughout the time we would hang out was the text tone for he would be getting messages and Snapchat the entire time we would hang out to the point I was in freaking Costco the other day and I heard the. I can't even like, or what is it? The
1: Samsung. The I don't know. I don't hang out with Samsung. No, just my (laughs) husband. Right. So I was
0: like, your freaking husband. I like was in it and and heard it. And I was just like, like my head whipped because I heard it so much with him. I met his sister. But not because he wanted to introduce me to her, but because I had said I could try and help her get a job at the company I work for. And so I met her via FaceTime the first time. And the second time I met her and the second time I met her was actually in person. I had like made. Don't look at me that way. I had said I could drop something off. Well, okay, so I was already headed that way and Mr. Five had said, oh shit, I got to go like drop this off with my sister. And I was like, oh, I can drop that off. No problem. And he was like, really? And maybe that was just, I just was like, yeah, I could go drop this off. And I had already met her via FaceTime. So I get there, but I was like, uh, I'll go up to her apartment. So I like rang the doorbell and I'm like, "Hey, okay, I'm here. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll bring you in and like gave me a tour of her apartment. And we hung out for 45 minutes and we sat at this table and we were just talking and talking and talking. I just remember at one point during that she answered the phone and she was like, hey, my brothers girlfriend's here like I'll tell you later and my heart was so happy to hear her say girlfriend but then I realized I had spent months asking for him to be exclusive only for him to say every time we couldn't be exclusive because that would mean we were dating. And so the entire time we were together, I would just was like, can we say we're exclusive? Can we say we're exclusive? And he would be like, no, Miranda, that
1: means we're dating and we can't date. And I'm like, what is so scary about dating? That is a very classic Miranda, just like hang out for 45 minutes with someone you like barely know. And I enjoyed her so much. We had so much fun. We, we really did have a good time. She was into like artsy stuff too. And she wanted
0: to do like a paint and sip night. And I was like, hey, I have DIY watercolor art kits with Crafty Mama Murr." Like we could do these together. Your brother ruined that opportunity. Yeah, ruined. Actually, honestly, you can hit me up. When I gonna... <laughs> but Mr. Five had told me multiple times he wasn't looking for something serious. And I would tell him, like, if you don't see something working, like, just let me go. And even though he would leave me on red, not show up for plans, repeatedly tell me he wasn't looking for something serious, I couldn't let him go because he wouldn't let me go, which is so messed up to say. But he would ghost me on the weekends. I didn't have my daughters but I still would get a good morning snap from him every day or get that message at 3 a.m. to come over. And I think that that's just that was the shittiest part because I would drop my daughters off at four o'clock and I would be like, hey, I'm off work. And I then he'd be like, "Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm doing this, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden at nine o'clock, I wouldn't hear from him from 9 p.m. to 3 a.m. But then I would like get to watch his life played out on snap stories from both my mutual friends and him. And I just... I sat there and I cried and I cried so much, so much over this damn 25 year old boy. And the weird thing was he was with my friends. I I honestly could see my friends and family were pretty disappointed in my choices with him. And I kept making excuses and excuses and
1: excuses for him. But that that came from what you're talking about. Like you see the good and you care about people. So you expect like, OK, well, I'll give him another chance because, you know, he did do these good things or I could see him being this Like, you just give that opportunity, people, maybe more than you should. But again, like, you shouldn't fully apologize for that.
0: Right. I'm trying to think if I want to say anything else before I say what the real big downfall was. And then the other story I
1: wanted to tell was he started off as the
0: chicken boy because all we would talk about is how he wanted land someday and he would have chickens and five kids. And so he was saved in my phone as Mr. Five the Chicken Boy. And then he switched over to... Mr. Five the lover boy in my phone for a little bit and this was another later night and he rolled over and looked at me and said I love you and I was like go back to bed and he's like I love you and I literally took my hands and put them over his eyes to like close his eyelids and I said Shh, go to bed
1: <laughs> like a corpse yeah I-, <laughs> I literally was like
0: Shh. I did feel like that I was like go to bed so then in the morning he was like so um Did I like mumble something last night? And I looked at him and I said, you said exactly what you think you said. He's like, which was, I go, you know what you said. He goes, why would I say that? And I laughed at him. But then I asked him, I said, have you ever said that to a woman before? And he's like, no. He's like, well, you know, like I say it to like my friends, like I love you, Miranda. And then he said it again. And it was kind of like, we both sat there and he was like, and I was like, so you're now the certified lover boy. And then he jumped back to the chill boy. I will say the one thing Mr. Five did was he was there when I needed someone Mm -hmm. and when I was going through some really heavy stuff at the beginning of the year I was so thankful that I had an unemployed foreman seven minutes down the road that I could just go sit on his couch and work from home there. And there were days where I would just I would just go sit there and he would chill and I would work and then he would make me lunch and I would go home. And it also was super convenient because my daughter's daycare was like four minutes from his house. I literally never left this town anymore. I just
1: kind of stayed in my own bubble. I did feel like I saw the benefit that you were getting of having like almost like you could dissociate from what some things were happening, like just trying to heal, trying to deal with being like with the girls and you and having a chance to just like be somewhere else, be with this random kid. Right. <laughs> Who did You did enjoy his company, too. Like I, I, I could tell that you guys were like buds. And, yeah. and that was a good thing. But it was a for now thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What should have been the final straw was that on Thursday, I was at my friend's house and they asked me if I was going to Mr. Five's party on Friday and I felt so dumb because I had not heard anything about this party even though him and I talked every single day and he had said he had no plans for that day so I was like, great, I'll make salsa and I'm gonna make like a gallon of fresh salsa and we'll have a good day and you can make me tacos and I like kind of made like a joke like someone's making me tacos tonight. Well, I asked him, are you having a party tomorrow? And he's responded, No. And in that moment, I knew he was lying. So then I said that's not what so-and-so said. And he said, it's not a party, it's a kickback. Okay, <laughs> like hard blink. And then I said, am I invited? To which he responded, no. He straight up said that he like straight, that? I said, am I invited? And he said, no. And you know it was going to be with your friends And it too. was literally all of my friends, except for one friend who I had not met, which would be, how do I want to say this? I, when I had asked him repeatedly, like, can we be exclusive? Like, I just don't want you sleeping with other people, blah, blah, blah. He was, I was like, well, do you talk to other girls? He's like, I talk to two girls. And I was like, what? He's like, well, you and so and so. And let's just say her name is June. So he would be like, yeah, well, you and June. And I was like, "Okay, like, do you like her? And he's like, no, 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 not not like that. And it was just weird. And I was like, does she know about me? And he's like, yes, she knows about you. And then I kind of got like annoyed. I'm like, really? Then what does she say about me? And he's like, she says I should date you. And I was just like, Why are you getting angry about that? And he's like, Miranda, all my friends say I should date you. Hmm, maybe you should listen. <laughs> listen to your fucking friends. Just kidding. No, it is a blessing in design. Like, right, I, right. I I am not bitter that we did not date. Like, no. I I know what it was. Anyway, I was never invited to go out if that woman was there. This woman also happened to have a subscription for a certain service, which I'm not gonna say, but like it just was like some red flags. Cause I was like, Have you seen her naked? And he's like, Well, everyone's seen her naked. And I was like, That feels like a red flag to your best girlfriend who you won't bring me around, but she quote unquote says that you should be dating me, but I have never actually met her. So anytime he would hang out with her, I wasn't invited along, which just pissed me off. But after talking with some of my friends, I realized how easy it was to make June this villain because it was easy to look at what she looked like and who she was and be intimidated by her and make her in this villain. But ultimately I made her a villain because he had let me because he had never brought me around. So I did feel bad and I do feel bad that like, I won't be allowed at parties if she's there. And I'm like, I've literally never met her. It's just that she was like made to be this villain. In this story that is the chill boy. So anyway, that Friday night, I sat home alone with almost a gallon of fresh salsa because I had thought I was hanging out with Mr. Five and eating tacos and eating salsa. That was my plans for that day. Whoops, my next note was things to bring to the hospital. <laughs> it was an old notebook, I had to jump a page. I had made all that salsa because I figured I would be hanging out with him and his roommates. I was kid free for that weekend, but I watched all of our mutual friends post that entire night as I sat home and cried. and. I cried and I called Maggie, I called my friend Kaylee, and I just remember crying and being like, this is it. And I remember feeling like I couldn't eat. I just felt so unwanted by someone who literally had like made me feel so safe and protected, but then so unwanted at the same time. And I cried so hard because at this point, him and I had been hanging out for about two and a half months and he would only bring me around when it was just him and his roommates, but he wouldn't let me come over if there were girls over, even though I was friends with all of his girlfriends, like just make it make it makes sense. So I watched him post all weekend about how he was with his friends and I never got a message from him. So I did message him and God, sometimes I wish I wasn't so weak and I would just give it to it harder, but whatever. I said, cause I had ended things with him on the Saturday. So Friday, he had the party Saturday. I texted him and said, this is over. And then on Sunday, I think I can't remember. Cause so remember primary form of communication was snap messages. So there's some holes in this, but anyways, on Sunday I had said, I already miss you, and this is hard, but thank you again for putting a smile on my face during some of the hardest parts of my year. We're on different pages, but if you find yourself wanting more with me, you know where to find me and what I want. I know we'll run into each other again and just know I have no hard feelings that was at that point other than i wish this would have worked out i wish i could say i wish i could have said goodbye in person so sorry for ending this via snapchat but your lack of response showed me you wanted this to end too to which he responded i miss you too i was just giving you some time i don't know why you're just ending things miranda
1: i don't know why (laughs) he the the part that made me most angry is like not inviting you to his own dang party like, you know exactly what you're doing. So don't act like, oh, no, know why you would want to break up with I know. me after I know. that. Yes, you do. I know. And that was
0: the turning point. Honestly, everything was so downhill from there. And in the last month and a half that we, quote unquote, talked, because remember, we weren't exclusive. Um, <laughs> he wasn't exclusive to me. The last month and a half, him and I... T- talked or knew each other, we only hung out like four times in a month and a half. So like it, it rapidly slowed down. And the last two weeks we spent saying we needed to, oh my God, this is so dumb. The last two weeks that Mr. Five and I ever spoke, we spent those two weeks saying we needed to go on a break and that we were trying to meet up in person to go on this break. But then he blew me off for two weeks straight. And he said, you can come over on Sunday. And then I said, okay, can I come over on Sunday? And he's like, Oh, no, Monday's better. Oh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and did that for me for two weeks. And so on the night we were supposed to meet at eight, he said, come over at 8pm. And I drove over there and he wasn't home. So I sat there and I listened to the song reflection and negligence and just and um, favorite song by Tusi, and just like sat there and cried and I was like how am I trying to end this with some 25 year old who won't even give me the time of the day and who keeps blowing me off and says we need a quote unquote break but a break from what? It just was ridiculous to me. I put a letter in his mailbox and I said this is the end and drove home and I got home and my mom said what did he say? And I said he didn't show up. To which she replied in the most motherly tone oh honey screw that. <laughs> So after exactly 120 days, thanks to our snap streak, my time with Mr. Five came to an end. And what I learned from him was if you have to ask someone to let you go if they don't see something with you, just freaking walk away. Don't give people the power to be like, and if you don't see something with me, you need to let me go. If you don't want something, let me go. Because his actions were so clearly showing, he didn't want me. Not that he didn't think I was a fun person or a nice person to be around, but he didn't want me in the way he knew I needed to be wanted. And I knew he said he wasn't looking for a relationship, but I was looking for a partnership and a relationship and someone to have discussions with and do life with. And so instead of just waiting for him to say, like, I don't want this, I should have just left. The first two and a half months, he was there when I needed him. He paid for every date. We found the best taco spots. He cooked fire food. He felt safe for me when all I needed were strong arms to hold me. He put the biggest smile on my face and hanging with him and his guy friends felt like an escape or a vacation from the current hell that I was living but like my therapist says vacations have to come to an end and so did my time with Mr. Five we should have called it at two and a half months when he didn't invite me to his kickback that should have been enough to say like his kickback his kickback I'm no longer my birthday party is no longer a birthday party it's a birthday kickback (laughs) But it drug out for months, it shouldn't have, but you live and you learn. And even if someone makes you feel safe, they put a smile on your face and it seems like a good time, they can still make you feel horrible at the same time. And that's what I realized with him, that he was a great guy for me, for like to make me happy at some points, but he also could make me so sad and showed no remorse. And I realized with him you can still care for people but not actually care about them. And you can keep people around and care about them, but you don't have to care about them that much to keep them around. I saw myself tolerating the same treatment that I was trying to escape from my last relationship, and I wondered, are there good guys out there, or is this the best I can get? And I remember being so freaking snappy with you one day, Maggie, and I was, like, crying, and I remember being like, this is what I can get, Maggie. And you were just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I know, like, if you would have been in person, you probably would have, like been like, shut the fuck up. Like I and I just I look back at that, but I think I just like needed to see you can do better and don't just take this, Miranda. Don't take the Andover boy seven minutes down the road like you deserve so much better. And I think that that's where it was like disheartening because I was like, Well this is all I can find right now.
1: I also feel like it's hard being your friend hearing about the things that he does to you because I'm I'm hearing about the good and I'm hearing about the bad, but also like I'm not there in the good parts so you're like holding on to those and you're like using that as like the light that keeps you going towards them and your friends are over here seeing the bad and like this is literally shit why are you letting this happen. But I know why. It's because you are seeing the good. But it is hard as a friend. And sometimes I want to be like, shut the fuck up. You deserve better. <laughs> right, right. A <laughs> uh,
0: Con of talking to someone who lives down
1: the road and is friends
0: with your friend group is that you can't just have them disappear from your life. There are parts of town and restaurants I'll ne- always avoid moving forward because I can't be friends with people I've had feelings for. There's been multiple, well, now, damn it. There was one party he was supposed to be at. And when I left at 10 p.m. and he hadn't shown up, I was so relieved. And then I realized moving forward, I would need to avoid any hangouts or parties or dare I say kickbacks that he would be at because I can't have these heartstrings attached to people if I want to move forward and find something real with someone. So I removed him from social media, deleted the messages and closed and locked the chapter that was Mr. Five. I wouldn't say I have any like hard feelings for him, but I also am not going to like diminish the shit he did. He was transparent that he didn't want anything serious. He told me he had never been in a relationship before and for God's sake, he was 25 and I was 28 with two babies. He told me what he wanted. And the only thing I think I can be mad about is how much I tolerated how badly he treated me while thinking he was treating me so well. Like I said, the first two
1: months he was there when I really needed him, he he made me feel safe. But then he just started acting dumb like he wasn't doing anything when he knows he was doing something. Right, That's right. the part that really put
0: the knife in. And one of the last questions I ever asked him was... Did you ever see yourself meeting my daughters? And
1: his response
0: was, maybe. And I knew it was over.
1: And that's why he's the chill boy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And thank God the door to Mr. Five closed because the next day I would re-download Hinge for the fourth time that year, double down and pay for the premium membership and match with Mr. Seven the next day. Damn. Yep another thing I wanted to say was even though we had a large number of mutual friends there were new people I had met guys that had been brought around and I just want to say that I appreciated his roommates for some of the moments I had with them because you know I enjoyed I was over there hanging out all the time and there was one night though that I had a conversation with his roommate and it was so it was such a good conversation to the point that like Mr. Five got like awkward and he like didn't like the conversation so I'm pretty sure he left the room and went somewhere else and his roommate and I sat there and talked and he was just talking about how his parents were divorced and how certain things had happened and it felt really good to like be able to sit there and hear from someone because I don't know a lot of people whose parents were divorced or who grew up with divorced parents and I appreciate that like I could sit there and have those conversations with his roommates and they his roommates were super nice to me and I do believe they were like bro why aren't you dating her like wife her up and I remember one time we were sitting there and it was just me, Mr. Five and his roommate and and his roommate was like, have you ever opened up to a woman? And Mr. Five was like, I've only ever opened up to one woman, really, and like let her in. And me and his roommate both like whipped our heads and looked at him and we were both like, who? And he looked at me and he's like, you. And it was just like, wait, what? So it wasn't that he didn't care for me. He just couldn't commit to me. And like he would say stuff like that that would make me feel like.
1: He just wasn't ready, really. no.
0: And honestly, I don't think he'll be ready for like years. And even though he was saying... You know, he wanted five babies someday, which is ironic that all all these men, they just happened to pick the number five too, and that's my number. So <laughs> but he, you know, he wanted five babies. He wanted to get a house and like build what's the word? Like when you have passive income and like turn rental properties, and he thought about flipping a house and he wanted land someday
1: and chickens, and it felt like we had enough in common that maybe something could be there, but that's the you seeing the potential because he was having those conversations with you. So that's what like kept you there. Right. Do you have any other takeaways from Mr. Five? I do appreciate, like, him being there for you in those times. I do, absolutely. Because, like, as much as I want to be the one who gets to comfort you, I'm not a man, so (laughs) (laughs) we've decided, like, you need that, and that's okay. But I also, like, I found it really annoying, like, when he would, he would act, like, up to your age in some cases where he would take care of you and take you out on dates and like have these like mature situations with you, but then like revert back to like, well, I don't know what's going on. I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> and it's just like I felt like that's a scapegoat. Like you do know what's going on, you know what you're doing, like fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: with peace and love. Or what's what's the thing? <laughs> fuck you with peace and love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Mr. One taught me that the person I was looking for would not ghost me and come back months later asking for a second chance. Mr. 2 taught me that it is okay to have a type and not to feel bad if someone is not yours. Mr. 3 taught me that if the chemistry is not there, you do not have to force it, and it is okay to walk away from a nice person. Mr. 4 taught me that if you feel like you are being catfished or lied to, you shouldn't feel obligated to stay on a date. You can just leave to save everyone's time. Mr. 5 taught me that you can care for someone but not care for them at the same time, and actions will always speak louder than any words can. So that's Mr. 5 and... I will continue to avoid him and I will continue to not be invited to certain parties or kickbacks because he will be there and I've just had to accept that that's okay and that that's not where my life is going anyway. And it's rough, but I, uh, it's it's fine. So that was Mr. Five. Next week, we're going to talk about Mr. Six. And the week after that, we're going to wrap it up with Mr. Seven. So just you wait. Just wait, people. Honestly, The only word I have that comes to my mind is disgusted. So you can just wait to be disgusted with me. You'll, and also like happy and like a lot of emotions through the next two episodes. So hang with me. But thank you again for listening. Make sure you rate and review so other people can find the podcast. And as always, follow along for more parts. Mama, mama. Mama, mama. I love
1: you, Mama.